Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. Happy fucking New Year, friend. I hope you've had the most amazing holiday season and that you're ready to kick off this new year with a fresh perspective and are ready to hit the ground running. There's no denying that the last two years have been a crazy ride for the entire human race, but the growth and resiliency I have seen among scrappy e-commerce entrepreneurs like you have been so inspiring, and I am so grateful to be even just a tiny part of that. One of my clients messaged me the other day to say that her business was up 20% over the prior year and that the contribution of the e-commerce division of her business matched her in-person sales when it has never been more than 10% in the past. She was sending that message to thank me. And while I'm grateful for the recognition of all that she learned from me, it was her willingness to be open, to be coachable, for never resisting the changes for leaning in, for getting out of our comfort zone, and for getting shit done. I'm taking a cue from her, and you should too. Change can be scary. Learning new software programs can be scary. Hiring help or outsourcing manufacturing can be scary. But when you have a clear vision for where you want to go, a willingness to learn, a positive attitude, and you take ownership over the success of your business, there is little that you can't achieve, my friend. And since I know that 99% of you want to keep growing your business in 2022, today we're talking about all the growth levers you have at your disposal, so you can decide which match up with your initiatives for the year and get cracking. Funny enough, this list is something I made on a whim while creating the yearly ops and marketing calendar for the lounge membership. It's a small piece of a much larger and more badass tool to help e-commerce entrepreneurs plan the entire year in their business and keep them accountable along the way. I'm super proud of it, and while the entire tool is only available inside the membership, I wanted to give you, my dear listeners, the goods on how you can actually grow your business in the new year. Because it's not enough to say, hey, I want to increase my sales by 20%. You have to be able to articulate how you're actually going to do that so you can build out an action plan and achieve the goals. Now, before you can decide which of these growth levers you're going to focus on, you need to have a goal in place for both your revenue and profit. And then you're going to want to do a little math to figure out what KPIs you're going to focus on to reach those goals moving forward. And when it comes to e-commerce, there are essentially five KPIs or key performance indicators that you can improve upon to ultimately get to those revenue goals. You can increase your traffic, your conversion, your average order value, your gross margin, or your return customer rate. So when it comes to hitting that goal of a 20% increase, which of those KPIs are you going to focus on? 
Well, first you got to start doing some math to figure out how an increase in them affects that top line revenue number. And spoiler alert, it's unlikely that focusing on any one of them is going to yield the results you want because a big enough increase in one KPI is probably not realistic. For instance, let's say you are currently doing $300,000 in revenue for the year. Your average monthly traffic is 20,000 sessions. Your conversion rate is 2%. Your AOV is $62.50. And your gross margin is 60%. So if your goal is to increase your revenue by 20%, that's an additional $60,000 for the year. How do we get there? Well, if we're only going to increase one of those KPIs, we need to increase it by 20%. So what would that look like? Increasing our traffic by 4,000 sessions per month. Increasing our conversion rate to 2.4%. Or increasing our AOV by $12.50 to 75 bucks. Now let's say we don't actually care about the revenue number. We're really just trying to make more profit. So with that initial 20% increase we talked about, that would make our sales 360. And if we stuck to our 60% margin, our gross profit would be $216. But instead of raising any of those other KPIs, let's assume they all stay the same and we still want to hit that $216,000 gross profit number, we would have to increase our margin to a whopping 72%. And that's probably going to be a little harder to accomplish. So instead, what if we just made incremental increases for each of these four levers, traffic, conversion, order value, and margin? So if we split the increase evenly, over all four, then we're looking at a traffic increase of 1,000 sessions per month, a conversion increase from 2% to 2.1%, an AOV increase from 62.50 to 65.63, and then a gross margin increase from 60 to 63%. Those all seem a lot more doable, right? So when you're sitting down to map out your goals for the new year, this is how I want you to approach it. Break it down, get specific, get clear on your new KPI goals so that you can hold yourself and your team accountable to those goals. And when you know what you're aiming for, now you can pick and choose some activities to help you reach each of them. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire list because we'd be here for a long time and because this is technically a tool exclusive to the lounge, but we'll cover a few different activities that you can focus on to increase each of these buckets, which will be plenty to get you started. And remember, you don't have to do all the things. Depending on how big of an increase you're trying to achieve, you likely only have to do one, maybe two under each bucket to reach the goal you're trying to reach. It's a lot easier and more fruitful to focus on doing one thing really well than it is to do a bunch of things half-ass. Pick the ones that feel good, that maybe even feel easy, that you've already been thinking about but haven't quite gotten around to implementing. Focus on that one thing for a bit and then depending upon how your year goes, you can always layer in more. But do your best to nail down the first one before you add in a second one. First up, traffic builders. What can you do in your business to increase your traffic? The easiest but most expensive is paid ads. I'm not going to go too deep here. Check out episode 91 of the podcast if you want to learn more about paid ads. 
Next up, and my favorite, is doing more partnerships and or collaborations. Aside from ads, this is the fastest way to get in front of new audiences. You could also commit to doing dedicated launch cycles in your business when it comes to dropping new products, for example. Having so much excitement and hype around your brand is a great way to get seen by new customers. And then last, but certainly not least, is to revamp your email marketing strategy. Here's the thing. Increasing traffic isn't limited to new traffic. Bringing your customers back to your site is traffic too. And doesn't it sound so much less daunting to bring back your existing customer than it does to find new ones? How about increasing your conversion? Now, very often, e-commerce entrepreneurs tell me they want to know how to increase their conversion. And while this is a great goal, and I'm going to give you some ideas on how you can do that, the truth is, in most cases, the need for traffic is bigger than the need for a conversion increase. But that doesn't mean that an incremental increase in conversion isn't possible or warranted, especially as we're talking about gaining smaller increases across all of our KPIs instead of just one. But I remind you of this to caution you so you don't get caught in the weeds of your business because it is so easy to just hide out in the back end away from the scary things like marketing. All right, so what can you do to increase conversion on your website? First up is you can focus on getting more relevant traffic. And I know that you're thinking, wait, we're supposed to be focusing on conversion, not traffic. But the truth is not all traffic is created equal. If the traffic you're attracting isn't really interested in what you have to offer, then it's no use spending your time to get them to your website. Aim for quality over quantity. You can also update your product descriptions. Now, in terms of updating existing product descriptions, this is best for those who have more evergreen products that stay around for a while. If you're a boutique that turns and burns your inventory pretty quickly, just focus on new products moving forward. Don't bother with updating your older items. Listen to episode 71 with conversion strategist Reese Spikerman, where we talk about the anatomy of a product page that converts. And one of my favorite ways to increase conversion is to create more exclusive or limited edition products. The fact is humans are notoriously lazy and they're big procrastinators. If they think they have forever to snag something, they'll wait forever. Creating cycles of limited edition products in your business is a great way to add urgency without feeling icky about it. And you don't have to do this constantly. That's exhausting. But pick a few key times throughout the year to implement it. Now let's talk about increasing your AOV because frankly, this is usually the easiest one to implement and see results with. As you've probably heard me say before, there are really only three ways to grow your business acquire new customers, bring your existing customers back more often, or get them to buy more when they're already shopping. And that's where building up that AOV comes in. And the easiest way to do that, add a cross-sell app. I know I talk about this all the time, but like I remind you, not everyone is always paying attention. So we need to repeat ourselves incessantly until it clicks. So here I am repeating myself. My favorite app right now is Selly. It has a ton of features built right in and it's super awesome. So you can do cross-sells and upsells and bundles and all the things. Listen to episode 49 for more details on actually implementing cross-sells in your e-commerce business. You can also increase your AOV with digital products. 
I know most of us don't associate digital products with physical product-based businesses, but if it makes sense for your product or industry, it's a great semi-passive way to add a few extra bucks to your bottom line. Sure, they can take a bit of effort up front, but you don't have to carry inventory and they are essentially pure profit. And I talk a lot more about them in episode 30 of the podcast. And then the last bucket for today is increasing your margin. This is one aspect I think we don't focus on nearly enough. And of course, there are so many variables that go along with this, depending upon your product, your industry. Are you making your own products and buying raw goods or reselling others that you buy at wholesale? Do they have map pricing? A true healthy gross margin is 60%. So if you're there, you're doing great. That doesn't mean there isn't room for improvement, but things are looking good. If you're significantly lower than that and don't see a way to increase it, then you're going to have to focus on making up the difference with high volume to turn a decent profit. That's more like the Amazon or discount store model. They're not making a lot on any individual item, but they're selling so many items, it doesn't really matter. But no matter what your unique situation, there are definitely some things any one of you can focus on. First up, and probably the most overlooked, is to put more focus on your high margin products. Because even if you are at a 60% gross margin across all of your products, it's unlikely that you're getting the same margin across everything, right? It's averaging out there. More likely you have some items with a 50% and then others with a 70, for instance. So go look at those higher margin products and think about how you can capitalize on those this year. Do they just need more attention in your marketing materials? Can you expand your line of those so you can sell more of them? Is there a way you can do limited edition versions of them? Remember, it's always easier to create variations of something that people love than it is to create brand new products. And the easiest example to illustrate this is a line of candles. Maybe there is a specific jar style that's way more cost effective than another. So in addition to focusing on your scents, lean into that jar style from a decor perspective. When you do release a limited edition scent, maybe you only do it in that jar. Or maybe you sell wax melts in addition to your candles and the margin on those is way better because it's less material cost and lower shipping. So maybe you feature them more in your content or do a limited edition scent in the melts. Another way to increase your margin is to lower your shipping costs. Now, how you do this is going to depend on where you're starting. If you're still paying retail shipping costs, make sure you stop that shit right now. At a minimum, purchase your shipping through Shopify, Pirate Ship, or even your shipping tool like ShipStation. If you're shipping a decent amount of product through one of those right now, go directly to the shipping carriers and open up your own accounts with them. You can negotiate better rates than you can get anywhere else when you go direct. You can even get better rates when you have consistent box sizes. Thanks to the addition of dimensional weight shipping, if you stick with, say, three main box sizes, the carriers will give you lower rates. You can also start having your vendor ship to you under your own account instead of theirs so you can get your better negotiated rates. For instance, FedEx has a program called FedEx Ground Collect. Your account gets a coded name that your vendor uses to ship you your product so you don't have to actually give out your account number. And then the rate you pay is based on your negotiated rates instead of whatever the vendor was deciding to charge you. And I'm sure UPS has something similar. You can also pre-negotiate shipping credits for lost or damaged packages. 
Instead of having to submit a claim every time, they will just automatically credit you a predetermined amount on your invoices. And even if the credit is less than you would receive if you submitted a claim for each one, think of the time, energy, and effort you would save. It would be so worth it. And then one more way that you can increase your product margin is to automate more to streamline operations. This one is a bit less obvious and kind of counterintuitive because it means spending more on platforms and systems to help you automate. But if it means your team is more efficient so you can either spend less on payroll overall or get more done because they can be more productive while they work, either way, it's a win. Now let's talk about customer return rate real quick. At the beginning of this episode, I said there are five KPIs that you can focus on. And I named customer return rate. And then we didn't really talk about it again. Well, here's the deal. It's too damn hard to calculate the impact on your numbers that increasing your return rate would have. Or I'm just not smart enough to figure it out because I'm certainly not a mathematician. Essentially, though, increasing your customer return rate is really just about increasing your traffic, as I mentioned earlier. But you can still look at that rate individually to see if you're moving in the right direction. It's just not part of the calculation. So think of it as part of your traffic building, but report on the rate to make sure it's actually making an impact. So how are you feeling? Do you feel like you have a better understanding of how to actually approach growing your business? Do you feel like if you just took some time out to crunch these numbers, you'd be able to create a solid plan for the year ahead that doesn't feel quite as daunting as just saying, hey, let's increase sales by 20%. Anytime you're setting goals, I will always encourage you to break them down as much as possible. It's a lot easier to wrap our heads around raising our AOV by $3 and increasing our traffic by 1,000 sessions per month than it is to increase revenue by $30,000. And one last note before we go. If you're not really sure where you fall in terms of performance and if there might be one KPI you need to focus on more than another because you have nothing to compare it to, Listen to episode 19 of the podcast where I walk through e-commerce and email marketing benchmarks to gauge your success. You may find that you're already off the charts in conversion and that it might be more beneficial to put more weight on the other KPIs. Or the opposite could be true. Maybe your conversion is in the toilet and you should spend more energy improving that before you put a ton of resources into driving traffic, for example. And then lastly, if you want more support around this, Not only identifying where you should focus, but also having me hold your hand while you implement everything, consider joining me in the lounge membership. Doors are open right now and I would love to have you inside. You can head to ecommercebadassery.com forward slash membership to learn more about it. I hope you have a kick-ass week, an amazing start to the new year, and I'll see you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.